Well, on this Thanksgiving Eve, we are certainly thankful for our friends, the watchdogs at the Better Government Association, who join us here each Wednesday morning on the WMAY Morning News Feed. For full disclosure, David Rising, President and CEO of the BGA. Let's get this underway. Good morning, and I'll wish an early happy Thanksgiving to you. You too, Jim. Thanks for those words. Well, let's get right into this. Obviously, uh, everything that uh, the BGA does that we do in reporting on state government here, uh, it's it's all pretty inextricably wrapped with the drama that is playing out right now uh, in uh, in back rooms and on phone calls and lots of back channels all around the state in figuring out, will Mike Madigan hang on, survive for another term as speaker, or is his extreme extraordinary tenure, longest speakership in the nation. Uh, is it coming uh, to an end? And David, at this point, I think it, it's fair to say that anybody's guess is as good as anybody else's at this point. Well, yes. If the speaker is to survive, he's going to have to pull some something really magical uh, out of his hat uh, because the votes just don't seem to be there anymore. He needs 60 votes out of the 73 in the Democratic House caucus. And as of last count, he was about four to five short, just based on what pub people publicly have said. Now, there are ways to exert pressure um, uh, on, on members when they get into a caucus. But at the same time, we've seen in, in the case of New York, where uh, longtime speaker Sheldon Silver uh, stood, uh, in, in that case, arrested and not, not yet indicted of corruption, that caucus met, and they they excluded Silver from the meeting and kicked him out uh, within a couple hours, so kicked him out of leadership. Uh, so that could well happen. Things could go awry on Mr. Madigan very quickly, but he is the master tactician, and so it's, it's wrong to write him off until the votes are counted. The big wild card, of course, is that while Mike Madigan right at the moment doesn't have the 60 votes that would be needed to be elected speaker when the new legislature convenes, uh, nobody else seems to at this point either. There are a lot of names being bandied about. One person, Stephanie Kifowit, has already come out and said she's a candidate for speaker but doesn't seem to have uh, nearly the level of support that would it would take to uh, to be able to, to win the chair. Uh, and so uh, that's, the, I think, the unpredictable part of this is that if uh, nobody can get enough support to coalesce around them, people may suddenly panic and say, uh-oh, we, we, we better rush back to Madigan uh, because, you know, you, you don't want to have a situation where you've got four or five candidates all diluting votes and nobody really has, you know, knows what to do and you can't proceed in the next legislature without a speaker. Shop local and find your perfect... Right, right. Well, you know, you just don't know how it's going to play out. I think you're right. The Stephanie Kipwood announced early, uh, but nobody seems to be lining up behind that idea. Other names that have been thrown out there are uh, Greg Harris, who's the has chaired the Ethics Reform Commission, um, uh, possibly Kelly Cassidy, uh, a sort of a reformer, a progressive who, uh, who led the passage of cannabis legislation and some abortion rights stuff. Uh, Will Davis, uh, a black... Uh, uh, leader um, who has expressed interest. He's been very close to Madigan uh, and, in fact, uh, has acknowledged that he actually has asked Madigan for permission, should Madigan not not be the next speaker, asked Madigan for his support. Uh, Madigan, of course, being Mike Madigan, uh, neither committed nor said no, um, it, it's reported. So there, there's all kinds of uh, maneuvering going on behind the scenes. 
I wouldn't be surprised if it takes more than one vote before you have a couple of final leaders, uh, prospective leaders uh, emerge. Um, but again, uh, the situation of rallying, the idea that people after publicly announcing they're not going to support Madigan would then change their vote and still support Madigan, uh, I don't know if that's likely to happen. I think it might just be round after round until they found it, find the person, the right person who can get that that 60 votes. Yeah, and, and, and obviously it would seem just about anybody that once you have uh, committed yourself in that way, you can't possibly walk it back. But this being Illinois politics, <laughs> anything is still possible. We're talking with David Grising, president and CEO of the Better Government Association. And David, the, the other big question is, uh, no matter uh, who ultimately emerges, if Madigan, in fact, is on his way out as speaker, can the next speaker you know, keep the caucus in line, get things done, make the trains run on time. Uh, the, you know, Madigan had iron-fisted control for the most part o- over his caucus. Uh, can the next speaker uh, manage that, or, or is it even something that we'd want to see in the in the next speaker? Well, that's one thing that Madigan's defenders will say about him if they set aside the question of whether he violated the law uh, with his alleged with apparent political corruption that is implied very strongly in the indictment that came out um, uh, with regard to people associated with him. There's nothing directly tied to Madigan in that indictment, and he denies any wrongdoing. But the idea of being the iron, having that iron-fisted control, that takes years and years uh, to develop. Madigan did not have it as day one, the first time he took up the gavel as Speaker of the House. It takes a while to develop that. Um, That argument about him being the indispensable person in the legislature is interesting. But um, when you look at the downside of that and you look at the allegations in the charge against Commonwealth Edison, the political fixer Jay Doherty and Mike McLean, Madigan's uh, close crony, those three in particular, uh, you don't want to recreate that situation either. And so if there is a little bit of unpredictability unpredictability in the legislature and the trade-off is that we have that, but we don't have that sort of corrupt atmosphere, um, maybe that would be an improvement. We've got lots more to cover this morning. It's full disclosure. David Grising, president and CEO of the Better Government Association, joins us every Wednesday morning here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. David, we turn our attention now to the pandemic, which, of course, has uh, further exacerbated problems at the Illinois Department of Employment Security. They were overwhelmed by unemployment claims, a problem that's been made infinitely worse by a flood of fraudulent claims that have poured into the department. This is a a national problem, not just Illinois, but it is certainly uh, even added uh, to the to the turmoil and the uh, the difficulty for IDES to respond to the legitimate needs of uh, actual Illinoisans. Yes, it it is a bad confluence here, a coincidence, really. Uh, the, The BGA did an investigative report looking at the lack of staffing in IDES when Uh, Back when COVID started, they suddenly were faced with 2 million filings for unemployment claims. And the the organization was just really just overwhelmed by that demand and has a very difficult time catching up. On top of that, you have more than 200,000 fraudulent claims that we know of so far flooding into that system. Uh, It appears that somebody got a hold of uh, some uh, uh, hacked uh, personal identifying information, and thousands and thousands of false claims have been filed. This is just an utter mess at a time when people most need it, when federal aid is uh, at risk and people have been out of work 
and they're heading into a time of year when um, not only do you have the holidays coming, but winter when when people, uh, if they're tied on money, it, it becomes really very challenging. This is a really tough situation, and we need some leadership from government in order to, to uh, clear it out. No question about it. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, one of the, the big things that Governor J.B. Pritzker really has to, to get under control here. Uh, but there's another uh, looming crisis as well. One of the things that J.B. Pritzker rode to propel himself into the governor's mansion was the uh, the issue of competence when it came to the Rounder administration's handling of the Illinois Veterans Home over in Quincy, the Legionnaire's disease outbreak that killed more than a dozen veterans. Well, we now have about two dozen veterans who've died at the LaSalle Veterans Home of COVID-19 and uh, some some pretty uh, alarming things that we're hearing now about uh, what's been happening there at that facility. Yes, it's a 184-bed facility. Um, the positivity rate there at last report was about 20%, meaning one in five people were tested there. Staff and residents are testing positive compared to a statewide rate of about 13%, which is a intolerably high, but 20% is just really scary. And some of the reporting that's emerging out of this situation just indicates that there have been all kinds of lax enforcement of safety protocols. People wearing protective equipment out of the areas where people known to have COVID and, um, and walking into other areas, in other words, carrying the virus potentially with them from room to room, not wearing PPE sometimes. There's all kinds of questions about the administration of that home. And of course, family of residents and others are very unhappy with what's going on. And um, like the comparison with the Quincy home, the more you dig on this one, the worse it seems to get. And the problem is not fixed yet. No question. A lot of questions that have to be answered and a lot of folks digging for those answers. The Better Government Association digs for answers and tries to bring the truth to light to every single day. David Grising, again to you and everybody at the BGA, a very happy Thanksgiving to you. Let people know how to reach you the rest of the time. Right. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all your listeners. I'm at dgreising at bettergov.org. That's D-G-R-E-I-S-I-N-G at bettergov.org. And our website is bettergov.org. And, of course, here each Wednesday morning, it's full disclosure on the WMAY Morning News feed. David, take care. We'll talk to you soon. You too, Jim. Thanks. Bye-bye.